I love Mr. Shower Game. All right. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome day. Welcome to the podcast. And today we are going to talk about something a little controversial. What's been going on here? I've got my thoughts on this issue, and I think uh, some people need to get a kind of a, a grip, a clue on what is going on in this world and how you need to uh, go forward. Crazy stuff happening in the world of golf, always. And, of course, it uh, involves somewhat, somehow, Tiger Woods. Let's just get into it. Obviously, we know, we've heard about Hank Haney's Remarks on uh, his radio show and his suspension, you know, basically, not to get too deep into exactly what he said, here's what I would do, and this is what I did. If I were you, I would go and search for not just Hank Haney's comments on what he said about the women's, the LPGA tour. What I would do, what I did is I went and I found the interview and I listened to it. I played it back. And yes, it was bad to listen to. And what he said was horrible. And But I also was like, is he on some type of drugs here? Is he drunk? Is he high? What What is happening here? He just did not sound right to me. He sounded like he was on something, some medication or something. Now, is that, that's no excuse for what he said, but so... I, th- that aside, forget about what he said for a second. Let's just think about if he was on something. Okay, he's got bigger problems than just the racist, sexist marks, remarks that he made. He's got an, another issue. If he wasn't on anything and he was totally coherent in his right mind, then okay, then he's got big, big issues as well. And so both need to be addressed if there are two. If not, then I would say, Hank, uh, you don't get it. You don't get it, and you continue not to get it with your continued comments. Now, you, what you said basically was you let out whatever frustration you have with the LPGA Tour, which I don't know what that is. I have some frustrations with the LPGA Tour. I don't like watching the LPGA Tour, me personally. To me, it's boring. I, that's the problem for me. You see— I come from a television business background. That's my background is in the television industry. So I know just for insider information, everything on television, whether it's sports, it doesn't matter. It's all a television show designed to get ratings. And that's the goal of everything on television, ratings. If you don't get ratings, you're not on TV. There's a reason why certain sports you don't see on television very often because they don't get ratings. That's why they're not there. If they got great ratings, you could have a checkers tournament, and if it got great ratings, it would be on. It doesn't matter. Now, LPGA is on, so worldwide it gets pretty good ratings apparently. For me, yeah, it's boring to me. There aren't exciting women that, that competing that I like to watch. I love watching Michelle Wee, but she's injured. She's not really relevant on the tour right now. She's trying to make a comeback. So she's pretty exciting. Paula Kramer is exciting to watch when she's got it going on. 
But she's had some, you know, injuries and some personal issues on and off the golf course. So her game just isn't where it once was. So when Annika was hot on the tour and winning and doing her thing, she was very watchable. We loved, I mean, she would, you know, there would be coverage of women's golf break into regular programs, scheduled programming because Annika was doing something. She was about to tee off for the first time on that men's tour. So a lot of exciting things were happening, but over the past few years, it hasn't been so. Lexi is exciting. Yeah, but for the most part, the people winning are kind of boring. Now, I'm, forget it where you're from. That's irrelevant because we love, we love great personalities. We love great performers. We love great. This is just people in general. We all love watching. It doesn't matter where you're from, what color you are, anything. If you're exciting, we love it. And we watch it, and we consume it, and we root for you. We get behind you. We love the story. We love your story. We love everything about it, regardless of who you are, men, woman. Doesn't matter. Ethnicity doesn't matter. Most of us love that. Now, Hank made these comments. You would think with his background in television, he would have some type of filter to be able to judge whether or not he's saying what he means or what he wants to say or at least understand and have a comprehension of what this is going to mean when I say it. But something happened and it just, his filter, his, it shut off. And so it wasn't there. So that's why I went to, was he drinking? Was he on drugs? Was he high? I don't know. But something was missing there, Hank, and it needs to be dealt with. And if it's just you coming out of you, just all natural, then that's that's your problem. You need help. You need to deal with it. And I think that uh, and just going forward beyond that, after that, you get suspended. Okay, you say what you say. Go listen to it, everybody. Go find it on the Internet. It's easy to find. Listen to it. Don't just read it. Listen to it. No excuses for him being drunk or high if he was. Because I, I, it just didn't sound like what I've heard Hank Haney in the past. Now, I've never been a big fan of Hank Haney. I always thought he came off a little, uh, uh, I don't know, a little arrogant to me. Like, hey, I know better than everybody else. But, hey, that's, I don't know. But I did watch his show, and I, there was some entertaining value. And I think he's a, got a, he's a great instructor. Helped Tiger for many six years or so. And he's helped many other people as well. So I'm not going to knock his talents. But but what you say does mean something. And you do have an audience. So you have to be careful about what you say. I don't care if the LPGA Tour is dominated by Asian women. That's not, To me, I don't care. What I care about is are those who are winning exciting? Is it a consumable television product? What is the tour doing to make it more exciting? That's a deeper issue. I don't get excited watching people hit 230-yard drives down the center of the fairway every single time. It's just not very exciting to me. I like watching Phil Mickelson try to bomb at 330, and he's in the bushes. And then he hits an amazing shot. It's crazy. I like that excitement. 
I like seeing Brooks Kepka get up there, and it looks like he is about to enter a heavyweight, you know, cage fighting match. I like seeing that. A women get up there, they're, they they just swing, smooth swing, center of the fairway, put it on the green. The best putter wins each week. That's the LPGA Tour. Pretty bread and butter. Very boring. Do they work hard? You bet they work hard. Is it hard to hit 230 in the center of the fairway? I wish I could do it every time. I, I swing a little faster, so I get like closer to 300, but I'm not in the fairway every time. No, it's hard work. I'm not undermining the work they put in. It's a lot of work. I get that. The short game is top-notch. Women have some of the best short game in the world. Probably many times, if it was a short game contest, I would put my money on women over the men every day of the week. Women just have a knack for chipping and putting much better than men. I don't know why. Better hands. A lot of them are shorter, so I think I think lower to the ground helps. I'm short. I'm like 5'6", so I'm lower to the ground. I have a pretty good short game. I'm not the greatest putter, but I don't put a, a ton of work into it like the women do. And I think the women, because of their slower swing speed, they could hit the driver in the fairway pretty much every time they get that down. They have a lot more time to go work on the other parts of their game. And then there you go. The best chipper, the best, really the best putter that week is going to be the winner. Because most of them are hitting the greens. Most of them are hitting the fairways. If you're not, you have no chance. So, and then every now and then someone comes out with some extraordinary length on the LPGA. And if they hit the fairways, they dominate that week. Like Lexi, when she's bombing fairways, she's pretty unstoppable. But if she's missing fairways, forget it. Short knocker in the fairway is going to win every time. Because they are putting it on the green. Courses are a lot shorter. Whatever. So, the deeper issue for the LPGA is, hey, you got to make this a more exciting product. And then that that that's for starters. You got to you got to figure that piece out. I don't care where you're from, the hardest worker gets the biggest trophy. And that's the end of the game right there. But it would be cool. It would be nice if the winners on the LPGA had some personality. But you can't just can't do anything about that. For some reason, the PGA Tour has been blessed with the personalities, and they've been from all over the world, so that doesn't really matter. It's just the LPGA has been lacking there. And yeah, the Asian influence has done a great job at getting their players to the top of the leaderboard. So I think instead of Complain about that. Look at that and say, what are they doing that's allowing them to dominate? And let's copy that. That's what we need to look at. But we're not doing it for some reason. And Hank, whatever he has against the LPGA Tour, and we don't know. Was he trying to coach some women on the LPGA Tour and they, they didn't want him? I, I don't know. It, but there seemed to be some animosity there as well. To throw stones at the LPGA Tour. You're in the golf business. You're a coach. There's a lot of up-and-coming young girls coming up who need coaching. Maybe he's out of the coaching game. I don't know. But you I, you don't say stuff like that. When you're in the business, the, the, those could be your potential clients. What are you thinking? But what's good is, you know, he said it now. 
that's who he is. He said these comments, and then he comes back after, and he apologizes for him. Okay, great, great move, right? You want an apology, quick apology, right there. Hit me with an apology. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That was insensitive. Those comments were not right. I should not have said those things. I don't mean those things. This is what I meant to say. Now, in his backtrackingness, it kind of came across a little a little arrogant as well. Like, oh, hey, 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 hey. Just everybody calm down. You know, and uh, and it's all good. I'm just, uh, you know, I'll read it to you straight from his Twitter. Quote, Hank Haney on Twitter. This morning, I made some comments about women's professional golf and its players that were insensitive and that I regret. <laughs> Do you regret it or you regret that it was on the, I don't know. Anyways, in an effort to make a point about the overwhelming success of Korean players on the tour, I offended people and I'm sorry. Okay, that's that sentence there. What that means is, uh, whoops. I got caught. Let me spin this around so that uh, uh, it looks like I'm, I, I just didn't say what I meant. Okay? He goes on. I have the highest respect for the women who have worked hard, worked so hard to reach the pinnacle of their sport, and I never meant to take away from their abilities and accomplishments. I've worked in this game with men and women, players from many different cultures, and I look forward to continuing to do so. Okay, so he does want to continue to coach. This here is what I would have wanted to see or read. I would have liked to have read something like this morning I made some comments. Wow, I can't believe that's what I said. Totally not how I feel. I'm going to take a good hard look at myself because I don't think I'm sexist or racist, but if I am, I want to address it immediately. I am so sorry for my comments. That was wrong of me to say. I understand it's going to take a long time for me to regain your trust. But I'm going to work on myself. So that I can overcome any underlying issues I may have. I am sorry. I hope one day you can forgive me. Like, Something like that would have been good, okay? But he didn't. This is typical backtrack. Oh, hey, uh, da, 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 da. And, of course, Michelle Wee fires off at him. Good for her. Even Tiger says, hey, he got what he deserved. And guess what? Hank Haney, you did get what you deserved. You got suspended. You got put on restriction. You're out of the radio for a time, you did get what you deserved. You got what you deserved. But, so own it. Don't, don't, don't deflect. Don't fire back. Here's what, so Tiger tweets or says he got what he deserves. And Hank comes back with another tweet. And I quote from Hank Haney's Twitter. Amazing how at Tiger Woods now has become the moral authority on issues pertaining to women. Oh, that's a dig right there. That's a dig at Tiger's moral issues. Okay, let's just, hey, 
let's just go back a few years. Remember, Tiger, he hid from it, but he eventually owned it. Okay. He eventually owned it, and it's taken years for him to overcome that. Okay. Here, Hank goes on. I spent six great years coaching Tiger, and not one time did I did he ever hear me utter one sexist or racist word. Let me ask you a question. If I'm sexist or racist towards an Asian person or a black person or whatever, and I'm coaching an Asian or black person, I wouldn't utter a racist remark either. Who would? You're not... You're not going to be racist in front of that race, especially if you're a coward. You're not going to do that. You are not going to say that in front of their face. You typically say it behind their back to other people of your own kind. That's what they do. Now, I'm not saying Hank is a racist or what. He said some racist things. He did that. And that's not cool. Okay. Because in my opinion, there's. There's, well, there's more, but let's just categorize racist people in two categories for a second. Okay. It's a a touchy issue for a little golf podcast, but there's racists who are racist and know they're racist and own their racism. And then there's racists who are just ignorant and they, they just don't know. They don't get it. They're racist and they don't even realize it. Okay. I, I put Hank. Well, he's in one of those categories, right? I'll put him in the, the second category. He's racist. He just doesn't know it. He doesn't realize it. Now, and then the, and then you break that category down into a couple more categories of, hey, I'm, I'm racist. I don't, I don't know it. Not, I want to recover. Or I'm fine the way I am. So which of those two does Hank Haney fall under? Is he, hey, I want to recover. Right now, it looks as though it's denial, denial city. I've taken down the river, the river called denial. What's that joke? So that's that's kind of where I see him right now. And I think maybe over time, you'll be able to look at that. We'll see. But Hank goes on in his tweet towards Tiger. Now, in addition to being a 15-time major champion, uh, that's a that's a backhanded compliment right there. I guess he thinks he's also a mind reader, pound, or hashtag glass houses. So guess what? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones is what he's saying. That's what Hank is saying to Tiger. Oh, now that you're a 15-time major champion, I guess you can now say some things. You're a mind reader. Hank, you don't need to be a mind reader. You don't need to read your mind. To hear what you said. You said it. It's out there. I don't have to. I don't. I read the paper. I read your Twitter. I read the writing. I listen to what you said. Dude, I don't need to be some mind reader. Some uh, savant of uh, 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 extra powers. Uh, another sense. I don't need that. You said it already. Why do you have to read a mind? You said the racist comments. That's there. I mean, I guess he thinks he's a mind reader. Well, Hank, what you? Why do we have to read your mind? You said it for us. It's out there. 
Tiger doesn't have to do anything. Tiger was right. You got what you deserved. If I get a speeding ticket, I got what I deserved. A ticket for going too fast. I got a ticket. I got what I deserved. If the pot is hot and I touch it, I burn my hand. You got what you deserved. Right now, Hank, you stuck your hand on the skillet, burned it, and now you're saying, oh, well, geez, who turned on the, the, the heat? Who put the flame on? Who did that? Why is the skillet on the thing? I didn't, I didn't mean to touch it. I didn't mean, how about, dude, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, man, I need to look at me. I need to look at myself. What I said, it's all about me. See, you're, Hank, you're throwing the stones at everybody. I guess now that you're 15-time major champion, now you can say what you want to say. You're the moral authority pertaining to women. I don't think Tiger said he was a moral authority on women. I think he said, you got what you deserved. Now, Hank, you should say, I did get what I deserved. I should have been suspended. He's right. He's right. Take the high ground. But you keep going the low road. See, this is how we know if you are truly remorseful for what you did or you're just fighting, you're mad, you're angry, and you're going to fight about it like a little child. Because if you were truly sorrowful, you would own it. You would own it. And you would say, he's right. I did get what I deserved. He's right. Just admit it. The dude is right. I got what I deserved. Because you did get what you deserved. You got suspended. You might deserve even more. You might get fired. You might see yourself as, uh-oh, career is in jeopardy. And I need to pick up the pieces. But it's amazing how people don't want to own the truth. They don't. You want to fight it. The sooner you own the truth, the more chance you have of recovery. And that's what I think we got to look at is owning the truth. And look, I'm no moral perfecting, perfection, perfect, perfect person. That's not me. I try to be. I try to do the right things. We all do. We all make mistakes in life. We all say things that we don't mean. His just on a larger scale got out to a lot more people that we all do stuff. I recently got caught red-handed in a lie, which something like I don't in, that wasn't my intention. I didn't intend to deceive these this person, these people. My, my intention was good at the at the end of the road. My intent was going to be a good thing. And I just didn't see it as a lie. Now, once you get called out on it, I could do two things. It could have been easy for me to say, oh, you know what? Somebody else really did that, and I just didn't look at it. I'm so sorry. I will, I will deal with that person who did it. I could have no – one, like, no one would have known if I blamed it on somebody else. But I didn't. I said, you know what? Uh, and I looked at that, and I said, oh, my goodness. That is totally a lie. I can't believe I said that. Why would I do? Why? Why? When am I going to learn that lesson? Mislead, not telling the full truth. I got caught red-handed. I, I, you know, I said, okay, I got a choice here. 
I can own it. I can own it. Or I can lie to cover up the lie. And then just it'll probably be probably go away faster. But it, guess what? I wouldn't learn my lesson because I would do it again in the future and just try to be a little more sly about it. And like, oh, hey, let me just uh, do this. Cover that up. I, get, I got you here. Lie upon lie. I said, no, I'm going to own it. So I owned it. Owned it. I said, dude, I'm so sorry. That was wrong. I can't believe I did that. I'm sorry. Yes, this was a lie. <laughs> this was a lie. I'm sorry. And I had, to, I had to own it to a few people. And then now I still tell people, dude, here's what I did. I try to get out in front of the story. Dude, I can't. I, here's what I did. I'm going to just let you know. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here's what I did. This person doesn't like me. That person, they don't like me either. And uh, I'm going to have to try to repair it one day. I'm trying to. But things are going to take some time. I have to rebuild my trust with certain people. And we all do. We all do that everywhere we go. And Hank Haney, in this situation, he's going to have to rebuild his trust. The thing is, he keeps piling more rocks in his field that he's going to have to get rid of down the road because he keeps throwing you know, these tweets out at people instead of really truly owning the fact of what you said. It could have been, could have been done. Like, dude, I'm sorry. That was wrong. I can't believe I said that. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. I do think it's ironic that he was talking about six. He couldn't name six people on the LPGA Tour. And then he goes with the name Lee, which yeah, that's not good. I mean, horrible. And then Elise, and her name is, whose name has a number in it? Lee, I, never, I had never heard of her personally, okay? Lee Six. Her name is L-E-E with a six at the end of it. A, a number six. I mean, how ironic is that? I mean, and then Hank, yeah, he even says, hey, I guess I predict a winner. Well, that's the stupid dude. Do not do that. Do not. He he tweets that he's like a prophet. And you're like, Hank, uh, why, don't, no, no, don't. You know, everybody's sitting at home saying, Hank, don't. Whatever happens, I hope Hank Haney does not tweet anything right now because it's just he says congratulations to Zhang Long Lee six on your great win at the U.S. Women's Open I knew you'd win who's the greatest predictor now Steve Johnson that's what Hank said what a Hank shut your face do not don't say anything let everybody else say that Okay, let everybody else make jokes about that. And then just stand up there and say, well, I got what I deserved. You should have said it. I got what I deserved. Congrats, you know, to Lee Six on her win. How ironic was this? I'm going to do better in the future. Don't say anything. But he goes on like, oh, I knew you say something racist. And then what you said kind of happens that's not that's not a good thing Hank Haney see you don't you don't get it it's clear you don't get it so uh and then people are you know the Twitter world the social media people are like hey Hank was right and he's saying thanks yeah thank you thank you no no don't stop stop somebody tackle that guy this is like Jean-Claude Vanderbilt 
at the last hole of the British Open. Somebody tackle that guy and tell him to hit it in the fairway. That's This is Hank Haney right now having a 18th hole, three-shot lead implosion on the Twitter world, in the social world. Somebody tackle him and tell him to shut up because it's not going to benefit you. Okay? It's just not going to help. But I do think it was ironic that this girl wins the U.S. Women's Open. And, I mean, it's just all – it's so crazy how this goes. But ultimately, you know, I don't know. I I don't root against people. I don't wish bad things for people. I I want good things for people. I want Hank to – make a comeback. I want I want I want to see him do good things. I want him to have a good career. I don't want to see, I I don't like seeing people go down. Even my enemies, I don't like them going down. Like the my people that are against me and honestly, like in many cases I, it's that old adage. Like I I if I had to pick somebody to have my back, I mean sometimes I look at like my enemies and I'm like, "Hey, we we kind of battled against each other for a long time. It was head to head, you and me. Like, I I need your help. Are you in? Like, if my enemy did that to me, I'm like, or, or somebody that I just my my main rival in life, I'd look at that and say, "Wow, okay, let's do it. I got your back." I mean, that's me, and I think a lot of people would do that. So I'm not looking at Hank Haney as, "Hey, I want to see you go down in flames. I want to see the worst in the world happen to you." I would like to see a couple things. I would like to see Hank kind of own own what he did a little better and really be remorseful and sorrowful and try to make amends for it in some way, shape, or form. I would also like to see the LPGA uh, be a bit more exciting. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't necessarily have all the answers. I think they had done some things in the past that have helped them. I think playing your tour on different days is uh, would really help you. I think you should have your tournament finish on Saturday, not Sunday. And I think that would be something that could give a little more, uh, a little boost to the tour. I think they've done something like that in the past. And I would like to see the course set up in a way where it's not so easy to hit the fairway. Because the fairways are basically cut the same as the men's fairway. It's just they don't really do a whole – they don't do a bunch of course setup prep for the women. It just is what it is. So the the fairways are typically wider at 230 to 250. That's more of the wide part because the average player kind of hits it there, the average man. And most players are men, let's face it. So the average player hits it there. And they wanted to try to help speed up the game. So that fairway is wider there. And when the women come around, they don't really do much to make it more narrow. Maybe during the open, they do some stuff, some of the majors. But for the most part, it's that's the course. Here you go. It's just nice greens. Grass is cut really pretty. Some ropes are up. That's about all they do. And I would like to see a little more course set up, course prep. So there's a more of a premium on driving the ball. Let's narrow that thing up. I mean, the women are toward their world-class players. So instead of making it skinny at 300 yards where you do it 
what that's what you do for the men. You make it skinny at 240. 240. Make it skinny there. From there on, it's thin fairway. Because when do you see a woman on the LPGA hit an iron off the tee? You, like never? It's always a driver. So it's very rare that you see that. But on the men's tour, there's a lot more course strategy going on. And so I would like to see that added to the women's tour. And I think there's a lot of other things they can do and I think they're working on to get that tour more watchable. But I think worldwide they're doing pretty well. So there you go. And Hank Haney, I think uh, just look at if if you were drunk or high for that initial thing, you got to deal with that because that's the true serum that let everything else flow out. If you weren't, then you got bigger problems than that, and you got to deal with that. And I hope you do, and I hope you get the help you need, and I hope you are able. You could get all the help in the world, but if you're not able to see it and own it and see yourself, and if you want to put up walls and barriers – to stop yourself from seeing you, that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. And it's going to affect those around you. So I hope that you are able to see what you said and get it at some point. I hope it sinks in. Anyways, that's my little take on this crazy, crazy Twitterverse we had last few uh, few days, few weeks. And the U.S. Open is coming up at Pebble Beach, and it's going to be an exciting time. Don't know who's going to win. I'm going to uh, predict. I'm going with Jordan Spieth as the winner at Pebble Beach. I think he's coming around. I think he's going to do it, and I think it's going to be an exciting U.S. Open. I always root for a Tiger. Love seeing that guy kill it. I'm going to be rooting for Phil as well. And But my pick, I'm just picking Jordan Spieth. I think his game is on point. He's finally putting like a rock star. I think he's going to do it. Anyways, there you go. Love you guys. Thanks for joining the podcast. Let me know your thoughts, comments, concerns below. Love you guys. Good luck out there on the golf course. Peace out. Mr. Shorty.